Exactly. Um, you're body positive, you're black, you're talking about ability. And it felt like all of this censorship was really targeted around women's issues. So we wanted to create more space for all of those sorts of things. Welcome to today's podcast episode. This is part two of my conversation with Michelle Battersby. Now, it is part two, and it's great if you've listened to part one, but don't stress if you haven't, it's not essential at all. This part of our conversation is surrounding her tech startup, her experience in, I guess, the creator economy. We talk about influencers and ethical content creation and all sorts of things that I think you'll find interesting. Whereas part one was much more surrounding Michelle's personal experience in having complicated feelings about falling pregnant. I think part one is a really relatable and refreshingly real conversation about how tricky it can be when you discover that you're pregnant. So definitely jump on over and have a listen if that sounds interesting to you. But rest assured, you can certainly listen to this episode without listening to part one as well. Michelle Battersby is co-founder and chief marketing officer at Sunroom. Sunroom, for those of you who don't know, you're going to learn a little bit more about it in this conversation. It's a creator app for women and non-binary creators to make money, share freely and connect intimately with their communities. When I recorded this conversation with Michelle, and you'll hear because it's very apparent, I hadn't yet used Sunroom. I now do use Sunroom and I really, really like it from a creator perspective. But this was kind of, well, not kind of, this was literally such an inspiring conversation to me that after I finished talking to Michelle, I was like, right, I'm doing it. I'm going to sign up and see what it's all about. And I've had a lot of fun sharing workouts and recipes and personal reflections over on Sunroom. I'm really, really enjoying it. So for those of you who aren't familiar with Michelle, as I said, co-founder and CMO at Sunroom, after getting her start at 22 years old at HR, in HR, it didn't take too long for Michelle to realize that she really wanted to be more in a purpose-led industry. In 2016, she had a conversation with Bumble's founder, Whitney Wolf Hurd. Michelle quit her job and started the huge task of launching a company in a new country as Bumble Australia's country lead. Michelle launched the social networking platform in Australia in 2016 to dizzying success, securing over 3 million registered downloads in Australia. She went on to become the director of marketing for APAC. In November 2019, Michelle took on the role of CMO at Keep It Cleaner, where she led the team to implement a brand relaunch in the middle of 2020, which included a complete rebuild of the app. No easy feat. Michelle then went on to have a connection with Lucy Mort, and Lucy and Michelle have created Sunroom, and I will let 
Michelle tell you all about it in our conversation. So let's get into it. Just quickly, a word from today's sponsors. Unless, of course, you're one of our Venti members. In that case, there are no ads and your episode is about to keep playing. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. We have spoken a bit about your career, but I would actually love to change lanes a little bit, and I would love to hear more about your tech startup and Sunroom and everything that goes along with it. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about Sunroom, please? Yeah, so I found co-founded Sunroom nearly three years ago now. So it is an app specifically for women and non-binary creators to make money. So probably the easiest way to just wrap your head around it is if you imagined Instagram but you didn't follow people for free. Each creator set their own price and you subscribed to access them. And creators can sell one-on-one services on top of all their content. So for example, I offer um, resume reviews, 30-minute mentoring sessions, custom videos, advice in a voice note. You can kind of craft your own little menu of services. Yeah, it's a really- I didn't realise that. Yeah, that's probably one of the best ways to make money, to be honest, on top of your subscription. Creators tend to make about 50% of their earnings from the subscription and then 50% on top of that from custom experiences. And we also built, uh, we patented this anti-screenshot technology. So we, it's the first company that's ever applied anti-screenshot tech from within a product on consumer uploaded content. So it exists on our website and on our app. And we developed that because we wanted creators to come to Sunroom and share more knowledge or more personal insights about their lives, open up, be a bit bit more vulnerable. So it creates this nice safety blanket, I, I think, when it comes to just giving a little bit more. You know that people can't send it around to all of their friends or like the Daily Mail can't just run with it. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. With the anti-screenshot tech, does it actually block someone from taking the screenshot or does it kind of pop up a warning? Like how does that actually play out in action? Yeah, so it physically blocks it. So the way it looks is the UI remains on the screen, but where the piece of media is, that photo or video is basically removed and it's replaced with a graphic so you can take the screenshot and it would save into your phone but the photo or video wouldn't be there so it's deeper than like a warning or um kind of a pop-up it literally just replaces it yeah I asked the question because the only time I've ever seen any sort of screenshot warning was when I used to be on the dating app Raya like if you take a screenshot on that you get a nice little like don't do this again or you'll be kicked off type of thing um so that's fascinating to know that technology even exists yeah everyone every time I bring it up people be like like Raya and I'm like no 
better. That's why I asked because I was like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you're like, are you sure you invented it? (laughs) (laughs) So, so with Sunroom, is it similar to OnlyFans in terms of adult content as well? Like, is it a competitor of OnlyFans? I, I guess OnlyFans isn't even an app, is it? It's a site. Yeah, that's a really good question. And you're right, OnlyFans isn't an app and it actually can't ever become an app because Apple don't allow porn on the app store. So we are similar to OnlyFans from like a functionality perspective, like uploading content and making money. And OnlyFans was a bit of an inspiration to us. Like when we heard about how much money women were making, we became kind of obsessed with it and thought, how could we build something better or build something in an adjacent space? So we're different in the sense that Content-wise, we say we exist between Instagram and OnlyFans. So we did a lot of user research and we kept hearing from women how they were unfairly censored and moderated on Instagram. So you show a bit of side boob, your photo's taken down, you're breastfeeding, your photo's taken down, you talk openly about cesarean scar. Yep. Exactly. Um, You're body positive, you're black, you're talking about ability. And it felt like all of this censorship was really targeted around women's issues. So we wanted to create more space for all of those sorts of things. So on Sunroom, you don't have to use code words when you talk about sex, intimacy, pleasure, childbirth. You could show childbirthing videos um, and we don't censor nipples. So the furthest anyone could take it if they were doing sensual content is topless content, but we can't allow full frontal nudity and we can't allow nudity in a sexual context. Otherwise, we'll be kicked off the app store. Right. That makes so much sense. Have you found that people, like, have you found that the average consumer sometimes has a hard time wrapping their head around paying for content that they have this entitlement towards? Definitely. I think um, social media hasn't really helped us in that regard because everyone has got used to accessing people for free and expecting knowledge for free or opinions for free or someone's secrets for free. So it's definitely a journey at the moment, normalising, putting a price on your content. I do think Patreon and OnlyFans are doing a good job of normalising that. So I am glad they exist. But then the next step for us is people then doubt that you can make money off content that isn't overtly sexual. Um, So it's like a bit of a losing game sometimes because, I mean, even if a creator went on OnlyFans, they'd be judged and stigmatised, but then maybe they want to come on Sunroom and they'll be doubted that they're interesting enough, you know, to make money. Yes, it's an interesting concept, I guess, when you think about how many voices are out there, particularly on platforms like TikTok, where people are just screaming their point, their opinions out into a void and you can go and listen or you don't have to listen. But I think about it much more like, okay, if someone is taking the time to share this with me, they're taking time away from something else in their life, would I rather contribute towards them, like a small monthly fee, Or would I rather them have to go and create 
an ad for a, a brand and do a sponsor deal. And then I have this sponsor deal in front of my face. Like, I feel like it's now gotten to the point where we do realize content is monetized in one way or another. Maybe it comes across mm-hmm. really genuine, but that person is actually spending all of this time talking with you because in three months, they're going to launch something that they want you to buy. Like, it's not always just this you know, economy where someone is giving, 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 giving because they have all of this time in the world. And I actually think paying to follow creators that you really enjoy is a really ethical and honest way to interact with mm. someone who you admire. Yeah. It's so interesting you just use the word ethical because my team and I were having a conversation about doing TikToks, positioning being on Sunroom as like supporting ethical content because it truly is like creators on Sunroom. We don't have an algorithm. We're not a social network. It's not a place you would come to do brand deals. So creators are able to show up as their most authentic selves. They're not having to perform for a feed or try to, you know, make sure they stay within a brand's guidelines. Um, so it is a it is a different way of connecting for them and a really authentic way to make money. Um, and to your point, like brand deals are amazing because they have allowed creators to make money, but they also can lead to people being quite inauthentic or having to chase that next dollar. They're also unreliable. Yeah, yeah, they're unreliable for creators. But I think it's interesting. There are many industries that are probably as exploited as the content creation space and just this expectation that so much should be given for free and the way these big social networks work is like you have to feed the beast to keep being rewarded. It's also a really hard thing to quantify, I think, as a creator because when you are lining up with a company to do a sponsored deal or getting paid to do a post or whatever it is, I think it can be really hard to know what number to put on it because it's like, if we look at the time that it takes me to create this, you know, what's the amount of time worth? But hey, we're not really looking at that. We're looking at the attention. What's the attention worth times how many years has it taken you times how many hours? Like like there's so much that's really hard to, I think, quantify and actually land on a number sometimes that everyone feels is fair. And I think you're so right when it comes to doing sponsored content on Instagram, particularly that comes at a cost. I know that if I do too much sponsored content, I lose followers, I lose engagement, I lose people's attention and Mm. that's not great either. So I think it is a really ethical way of going, Hey, if you want to support me, if you want me to spend this time doing this, if it gives you something, why not cut Mm. the middleman out? Why not cut the advertising out and give it straight to the creator? Exactly. And I mean, to your point as well, feeling like if you do too many brand deals, you'll lose followers. I think there's also so much judgment in that. Like there's so much judgment and scrutiny around how an influencer actually makes money. You know, sometimes I'll see comments on people's posts like, I'm so sick of all your spawn con or why are there so many ads in your podcast? And it's like, why are we judging how that creator, you know, is making money and their ability to make money? And it, it, I do think it exists a lot towards women. And I think even the word influencer really turned into a dirty word that was thrown around to almost degrade someone's time and effort. Like it actually is hard to show up as yourself and be relatable online, build a community, retain that community, you know, keep that community engaged. That's a craft. 
And I think sometimes people are like influencers, influencers, and they just use these words to really, yeah, judge and devalue someone's craft, to be honest. There's definitely a negative connotation towards content creators in general seen as, you know, lesser than someone who is perhaps working a nine to five, working for a corporation or whatever it may be. But I have really, even myself, like with my own kind of internalized judgment, even as someone in the world, in the last two years, I've really changed my point of view on a lot of that stuff. And I just think it's so empowering to actually support someone that you like and to pay for it. Mm. Like it feels good. And that's why I use the word ethical. Even Mm. with my podcast, I have two episodes a week that go up on the main feed. And then I have a subscription episode. People can opt in, cost less than a cup of coffee per month. They get four extra episodes. Everything's ad free. And when I shared that, I got pushback from people saying, oh, I can't believe that you think you can charge for this. And it's like, do you not understand? (laughs) Like I'm a person with children. This is my work. Like really rather than that initial judgment, kind of stress testing that belief and going, hang on, why do I have this judgment and belief? And why is this person not entitled to be fairly remunerated for the work that they're Mm -hmm. doing? A hundred percent. It sucks to hear that you had pushback around that. It's like, what other scenarios exist where we just expect someone to give us something for free? One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I've noticed as well that Instagram have the subscription feature, but when I was looking around Sunroom, which by the way is so beautiful. It's such a beautiful app to go in and as a user experience, it's really, really nice. And I was thinking about that kind of like, oh, if you can get a subscription on Instagram, what makes you go to another app? And then I was like, well, of course, because if you're on Instagram, you are expecting it for free. So I think it's a real mental advantage to go, no, I go to Sunroom for this and I pay for sunroom like it just Mm. to me it just makes so much sense yeah when Instagram released their subscription feature so many people were like are you worried and my team and I never have been because when we launched sunroom we actually originally launched it with a free follow option so you could follow someone for free and you could also pay someone And we just immediately watched creators struggle because it is so hard to maintain a free following and a paid following in the exact same space and then be able to differentiate your content on the same one product. It's actually quite a skill to be able to move your audience somewhere and get them to pay. You need to be strategic. You need to be almost an inherent marketer and you need to make it very clear what the difference is and what the value is. And it's exceptionally hard to do that on a product that everyone is already known. It's already known to be free and they expect it to be free. Um, 
But on top of that, like how I was saying, our custom experience feature is how people double their earnings. You also can just make money in so many different ways on a dedicated product. Like we have subscriptions, likes are paid, we have tips, we have custom experiences, we have private posts, we have VIP posts. So there's just like every single feature is geared to make you money instead of just a subscription it's just like it's a very hard game to play um and I've also never heard any creator come out and say you know I made 20 grand on Instagram subscriptions this month like I've just never heard it (laughs) but you do have those success stories over on Sunroom don't you because I know if you follow Sunroom on TikTok or Instagram you openly and even with your podcast like you have these conversations where you're sitting down with women or non-binary creators and unpacking how much they're actually earning. Mm, yeah, we've got creators on Sunroom making up to about 40,000 USD a month. So it's pretty significant. Um, I mean, even this month, I will make about 4,000 USD on the month, on, on the app. Um, but probably one of the coolest things is just how like there's a creator who makes 40 grand a month on Sunroom who has, you know, 100,000 Instagram followers. It's interesting to see how you don't need 5 million followers to actually make money. It doesn't really, there's actually not much correlation with follower size and how much someone earns. It's more about the relationship with their audience. It's depth over width with followers for sure. Yeah. 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 It's like, does that obsession like run deep do you do they want to know more from you are they curious about every element of your life it's it's quite personal I think is Sunroom suitable for say our listeners who perhaps may not have a huge following or a following at all but they're getting lit up listening to this conversation maybe they are really interested in cooking or discussing ability or anti-racism any of those sorts of topics I mean there's a million topics people could go on Sunroom and discuss Is it built for people to come in who don't yet have a following as well? I'd love to say yes, but I'd be lying because it really is about making money off the audience you've already built, but that audience doesn't need to be big. Like there are creators on Sunroom that have a thousand followers that make over a thousand dollars US a month. So that's like their car insurance is paid for, their petrol is paid for. Um, So you don't need a huge audience. It really is about the relationship. Like do you, the question I ask people is, do you have, you know, a handful of people in your DMs replying to every single story, asking you questions all the time? Like that indicates to me that you've got it doesn't have to be a big group. You could literally have 10 people that are just very obsessed with you and those are the people that would come over to Sunroom and you would be surprised with how much money you could actually make. Yeah, I'm already thinking of a few mums in particular that follow me that are always in my DMs, but they have their own page where maybe they're talking about how hard it is or the challenges they face in raising children who are on the autism spectrum. And I know mm. that they have a much smaller community, but it is a really tight-knit, supportive, like enthusiastically engaged community. And I think that those accounts, like those people, should consider jumping on over to Sunroom and creating their own creator page because you should be rewarded. You should be rewarded for the time you were taking at the end of the day to reply to these people. You don't 
get endless hours in the day and when you when you're doing it you're taking it away from something else in your life so why not yeah no definitely I also feel like we've seen on Sunroom the mum community are so cult-like um so we have some uh like mummy bloggers for lack of a better genre to class them in that just like bring loads of members across so I feel like they're often able to get quite high volume but they tend to price their content a little bit lower like maybe their subscription fee is two dollars a month or four dollars a month a coffee a month to your point and they're really just about taking that community a layer deeper and maybe having open more open conversations in a more private space. Yeah, and even just thinking about the way people consume media now, I would rather pay for content creators that I love and I feel good about over having 10 different streaming platforms. You know, we all sit down at night and you flick through your Netflix and your Prime and your Disney and whatever else you've got on your TV and you spend half an hour flicking and you're not engaged and you're not enjoying the stuff that's available and you spend money on those subscriptions. So why not support Mm. the people who you really care about? Yeah, I mean, oh, my God, I feel like every time I open one of my platforms to watch a show on I probably spend more time watching trailers and then can't even decide on what I'm gonna watch (laughs) absolutely well I will make sure we have all of the details in our show notes so that our listeners can jump over download sunroom get in have a look around as I said it's just such an aesthetically pleasing beautiful platform that you and your co-founder and your team have built It has been a pleasure chatting with you today and I'm really excited to follow your journey through the rest of your pregnancy right into welcoming your baby boy into the world. Thank you so much. I appreciate your advice and thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode. As I mentioned in the intro, I am now actively using Sunroom and I have been for a little while. You can jump on over. There are over 30 workouts that you can follow. Some of the workouts are literally workouts that you can just set your phone up and copy me and join in. Some have music, some have voiceovers, but I always think, like I try and put myself in the situation as being a consumer and I always think, oh, I love following workouts, but I would probably play my own music or my own podcast. So that's how I imagine people doing it. But let me know. Let me know if you join Sunroom and you follow these workouts. You can absolutely do them with very, very minimal equipment. I'm all about just starting to build the habit. That's why I also have five and 10 minute workouts over on the Sunroom platform. I've shared recipes, including my all time favorite high protein very, very minimal sugar cheesecake recipe. It is to die for, as well as other personal reflections. It is certainly like the inner circle for me. So jump on over, check out Sunroom. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. And I really look forward to speaking with you soon. In the show notes, you will find links to Michelle's social media as well as a link directly to Sunroom. Use the link in the show notes because it works out to be the most affordable way to do it. Thanks again for listening. Today's podcast episode was recorded on the land of the Bunjalung Nation. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. 
We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.